Hey there, kiddies. Edith Fail here. Listen, before we start the podcast, we just wanted to remind you that tomorrow, that is Monday the 15th of June, uh, we will be hosting Granny Bingo online via Zoom. It's a wonderful evening, isn't it? Oh, last time I had so much fun and we gave away some terrific prizes. We gave away a Granny Bingo two-tail and vouchers worth, uh, I think, if I rounded it up, I think it was close to about $14,000 worth of vouchers. So before you start listening to this episode, what we want you to do is pause this episode, go onto our social media and buy a ticket. We'll wait right here, all right? <laughs> no, you, you've got to pause it. You're yes. supposed to pause. I know pause. you. I can tell that you haven't paused it. You thought we were joking, but no. Okay, you pause it, go buy the ticket, all right. No, you still have not. You, I don't no, think you're listening to me. They'll do it after. They'll do it all after. All right, you buy the ticket as soon as you finish listening to this episode. All yes. right. This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Yes, they're still alive. Stop asking. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here. Go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head. Hold out your hand. Pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting. Grandma's laughing. Nostalgia and ethnic dancing. Uh, that was uh, that was a terrific old song, wasn't it? That was a boogie woogie bugle boy uh, by the Andrews sisters. I don't think you can call people that anymore. No, I, I think that's an offensive term these days. But it still is a good song, a terrific song. Hello and welcome, listeners. Uh, for those of you who haven't tuned in before. <clears throat> My name is uh, Edith, Edith Vale, Ms. Vale, uh, if we haven't met yet, and I'm joined by my best friend in the entire world, Ms. Maureen McGillicuddy. Uh, g'day, dudes. Hope you're all doing well, dudes. <laughs> yes, it's me, Maureen McGillicuddy. You'll know me as the first person to add salt to peppered squid. It's really caught on. You've always been ahead of the times, love, yes. Yeah, I just put salt on everything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, it it has been it's been a bit of a, an unusual time, hasn't it, love? You know, strange, strange. I have to say, in my ninety years, give or take, I've seen a lot, but I don't think I've seen as much as much change as I have seen this year. In so many different ways. A lot of it is really wonderful, but um, there's one unfortunate thing that will persist. Mm. You know, come disease, come famine, come plague, come revolution. There is one woman who Maureen and I will still be stuck with, and she is sitting here in this room with us right mm. now. Her name is Caroline Springs. <laughs> Caroline was left to us in a will many years ago by her sister Alice... Alice Springs, mm -hmm. and Alice insisted that we take Caroline with us everywhere we go, and that is why we are stuck with you, isn't it, you ranching old whore? Anyway, anyway, sorry, I, I digress, I digress. Hello, listeners, and welcome to uh, Granny Bingo Wireless. We are thrilled yeah. to have you. Another week. Another week. We are this week coming to you live. I'm starting to lose my bloody mind down here in this. We are going a bit cuckoo. If you haven't listened, the the bunker we are in is is only a, you know a few feet by a few feet, and uh, mm -hmm. we came down here at the start of the COVID nineteen crisis. 
I guess you'd call it. Mm. And uh, we've been stuck down here pretty much non-stop since. Uh, except for, of course, taking the bins out and, and, and going down to Dan Murphy's. We have not left this place. Yeah, but you don't technically... We've got a tunnel built to go to Dan Murphy's. That's right, yes. The, the manager of the, of the nursing home where we live was an alco- was a raging alcoholic, and he, he built a tunnel mm. under under the ground to get straight to Uncle Glenn. Dan's. Yes. Uh, anyway, anyway, the... Um, just had an idea, Edith, and tell me if I'm being silly here, but watching the news, it kind of seems to me that the pandemic is pretty well over. Uh, everyone's sort of going back to restaurants and friends' houses. Yes, and, uh, I wouldn't say it's over, but I guess we we probably could leave the bunker. I, I could walk upstairs? Well... I'm torn, to be honest with you. Only because, Maureen, we only restarted this podcast because we were stuck in this bunker. True. So if we leave the bunker, I mean, I guess that's that's it for the podcast. All right, well, uh, last one's out is a loser. Go, 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 go. All right, let's go. Have you got the security pass? Have you got... Yes, and do you want to grab on. your handbag? Get yeah, your handbag, love. Oh, it's gosh, got your asthma pump in it. Unchained Caroline. All right, I'll get the checkbook. And uh, all right, here we go. <clears throat> turn the turn the safe door first. Safe door first. Now. Optical identity verification required. Is it your eyes? Yes, it is. Yes, it's mine. The president of the Country Agents Association. There are no treasurer's eyes being stored on a biometric door locking system. Sorry, Edith, but that's the way of the world. Uh, yeah, we've got to do so. I've got to take my glasses off here, I think. Access denied. Oh, hang on. I've got one of my... I've got one of my eyes shut. Hang on. I'll just open it. Um. Optical identity confirmed. Hmm. All right. We're in. Vocal identity verification required. Now we've got to get through the voice detection. It's your voice. Um, okay, hang on. What was the password again? Let me think. Um, oh, I know. I remember. <clears throat> Caroline is a whore. Vocal identity confirmed. That worked? Yay, we got through. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> fingerprint verification required. Okay, now we've got to get through the last step. This, oh, this is a fingerprint. Uh, uh, whose fingerprint did we use? We used Caroline's thumbs, but... Um, we... She cut them off, remember? She thought Daniel Andrews was trying to steal her thumbprints. Yeah, she cut off her finger pads on her thumb. Um, okay. Well, I've got them in my handbag, just to the actual... You've got them in your handbag? The skin prints, yeah. Hang on, uh, I'll just I'll just warm them up. Why would you... Oh, in a glad Let me, bag. Uh, hang on, I'll just warm them up. <sighs> Hang on, here we go. Uh, fingerprint on. Fingerprints confirmed. Lady, look. Oh, oh my, my goodness. It's incredible. It's beautiful it's... up here. I am sad. It's a bit chilly, though, isn't it? <laughs> It's a little bit cold. It is a little bit cold, and there is a slight smell. A bit frosty on the grass too. There's dew all over the grass. Do 
Do you want to go back down and watch the rest of Hand's Mage Tale? Oh, I hate it up here, to be honest with you. It's awful. Let's go back down. And now a word from our sponsors. Hello, my name is Joyce Flange, and I'm here to tell you about a march that I've organised for Old Lives Matter. People in their 80s and 90s are dying at an alarming rate and nobody nobody seems to care. I don't see people taking to the streets to protest old people dying. I mean, what about me? Hmm? What about me? Oh, but of course nobody ever listens to me. I am sick of being ignored. My children won't even talk to I'd me. I already said that we needed a bigger table for the afternoon tea cakes before Pat said it. Oh, yeah, but nobody listens to me. When she says it, oh, yeah, they, they lose their Pat minds. Pat doesn't even whip the cream for her meringues. Who does that? She's a psychopath. And I bet there'll be stairs on this march. No, nobody cares. No, they don't and care. And of course you can never find a toot when you we need it. We didn't even have black people when I was growing what up. What about me? I mean, what about uh, me? But of course I'm the arsehole, this commercial has now been cancelled as part of the government's ongoing commitment to protect you from fuckwits. Black Lives Matter. Oh. Now, up next we have a very exciting brand new segment, don't we, love? Well, we're trying to come up with new ideas each and every week because, uh, you know, after this many weeks of a podcast, it's natural that we'll either run out of ideas or start to slow down on innovation. You've got to keep it fresh. We are artists, you would say, you know, and we, we are determined to keep this very fresh. So we have spent the entire week brainstorming brand new ideas to keep our listeners happy. You know, we want to look after you lot, especially our Patreons. Oh, you're the priority. Caroline, Caroline, please. Caroline, can you please be quiet? Thank you. I've come up with a brand new segment, which I think you're going to like. It's a craft segment. Caroline! What you'll need is uh, some wool, uh, a needle. Caroline, please, uh, some quiet, please. Sorry, Edith, she's rattling her chair. What is she doing? What are you doing, what Caroline? Caroline. Oh, she's upset. I forgot. We promised her that she could do her own segment. Right, yeah, we did say it was after the... Caroline, please, enough of that. Thank you. We did say it was this week. All right, well, um... Well, I don't know, it's not very much good on a podcast. She can't speak. She's not a talker. Um, she's, well, yeah, the only real skill she's got is she watches television all day. Telly. She's got the remote in her hand. Caroline, remote down. Remote, please. Well, maybe we could make that the segment. Maybe. What if we have a new segment? Just Caroline channel surfing. Well, that's not a bad idea, I suppose. She loves her telly. Okay, well, Caroline, why don't we'll you... Put, we'll uh, bring the microphone I'll move the microphone. Yeah, I'll move the microphone. Yeah, I'll leave her chain and we'll put this up. Uh-huh. Over here. Okay, and... Right. Okay, Caroline, go for your life. Tell us what you're watching, girl. Hang ten. Gnarly, dude. Cowabunga. Drop ten. Tubular. Sandrash. This is Channel Surfing with Caroline Springs. Dude. Dude. Look at my baby. Get this crazy man off the streets. 
lately I've been drifting aimlessly? And now another classic moment from Antiques Roadshow. Welcome back to Antique Throat Show. I'm here in Upper Downwood with Miriam, who was bought in... My goodness, look at the look at these. She's... Well, she's bought in the most beautiful turn-of-the-century testicles. Oh, they're just lovely, Miriam. Who's, whose testicles were they? They belonged to my grandfather. I see. And, and how did you come to be in possession of his testicles? Oh, they were passed down through the family. Uh, and I always loved them, even when they were attached. Uh, we were very close. He was a farmer, and, and I spent a lot of time at the farm with him and his testicles. And, and the story goes that he got them caught in a gate, and they came off. Lovely story. Well, I can see why they would get stuck in something. They're quite plump and heavy. And, and, and look, look here, they're from 1904. Uh, you can see the date stamp on the, the sack just here. So we've, we've had a few testicles through today, and these are the most beautiful ones I've seen... Oh, actually, in years. Um, they're in such wonderful condition, and, and, and they fit so pleasingly in one's hand. Um, actually, if I could just give them a little squeeze, perhaps... Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, see? Ooh. Yes. After all these years, there's still just a little bit of jizz in them there. Oh, yes. I had no idea. So I suppose you'd like to know how much they're worth. Oh, I'd never sell them, but it would be nice to know, you know, in case I decide one day to sell them. Well, because they're almost perfectly spherical, with such a lovely wrinkled texture and the silky hairs, I think a lot of collectors would love to get their hands on these testicles. So, uh, at auction, you could expect them to fetch upwards of 40, uh, 50 pence. Oh, that much? Yes, definitely. Oh, how wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Miriam. I must say, I've had an absolute ball with these testicles. My pleasure, Bernard. Don't touch me. Oh. Oh, well, th thanks for showing us what you're watching, Cass. That was really cool. I love it. Listen, it's time for one of our favourite segments. In fact, I don't think we've done an episode of this podcast without doing this segment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This... I, I wrote it into my contract that I will not do an episode unless we do... Agony Grant! Hello! This is our community service, you know. We've done a lot for the community in our years. I've worked for the Salvos, you know. I've worked for the Army. I've worked in the soup mm -hmm. kitchens. But this is probably the thing I am proudest of. This is an opportunity for our listeners to write a little letter to us. And uh, we give some advice, some grandmotherly advice, and, uh, and read it out on this podcast so that you can all perhaps hopefully learn something. Some people don't have grandmas, and we feel very sorry for those people because your grandma's the best thing you can have yeah. and uh, and uh, and we like to think that if you can listen to us and get a little bit of grandmotherly advice and a kiss on the cheek and a kiss on the lips from grandma then everything's pretty good in your life that's what i reckon and do you know what grandmas think grandmas think that grandkids are the best thing in the world as well except for mine uh, bloody awful Two in jail and one's a poof. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely something very wrong there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I digress. Uh, have you got uh, this this week's agony grand? Oh, letters? I've got two. Is that right? Two uh, yeah, letters? Two will do. Two. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. Okay. Uh, this one's got a couple of postage stamps on it. 
suppose. Express letter. Uh, dear Granny Bingo Girls. Girl. Hey, girls. That's that word I learnt at, um, at gay times, isn't it? Girls. Queen, yes. Sis. Hey, uh, sis. Uh, my partner's parents live in New Zealand but have decided to move mm. back to Australia because of COVID-19. Mm. And it's the first time I'll be meeting them in person. Ooh, oh, how exciting. Mm. I want to cook something delicious for them, but I'm not much chop in the kitchen. You ladies have often talked about your cooking prowess, so I was wondering if you had any recipes you might want to share with me. Mm. That's from Eden, E-D-E-N, from Indurapilly in oh, Queensland. Oh, quaint, lovely part of the world, Indurapilly. Mm. Very, very nice, yes. Ooh. Cooking prowess, that is very flattering, yes, sir. Oh, good question. Well, I mean, you know, you you were known. We lived up in Queensland for a while, and you were known in around Queensland for your uh, tiddlyoggies, weren't you, love? Well, people love my tiddlyoggies. Uh, if you don't know what a tiddlyoggy is, it's a bit like a pasty, uh, in, the, in the sense that it is uh, exactly like a pasty, uh, but it, we called it tiddlyoggy. I used to put, and I'm willing to give you, Eden, my secret secret ingredient that I used to put into my uh, tiddlyoggies. I used to add just a little dash, tiny little dash of Vegemite. My my thinking is that if you can put Vegemite in everything, it's a little bit better and no one really knows that you're doing it. And and I'd take her advice, Eden, because That's down right. at the uh, Toowoomba High School mm. tuck shop, those tiddlyhoggies were the first thing to go off the shelf. <laughs> they weren't even any left by lunchtime. They were gone by you the end of recess. Yeah, the kids loved them. Do you remember? Love? Oh, the kids had run up. Oh, hello, Mrs. Oh, I've got 35 cents. Can I have one of Mrs. McGillicuddy's tiddlyhoggies? Oh, they were nuts for them. Oh, their gorgeous little faces and their little big mm. smiles that they have I reckon it was a Vegemite, you know. That or the I put heroin. I used to put heroin in them as well. But that was before. It wasn't an addictive drug then. It wasn't a problematic no, no, thing no, no, well, then. Not that we knew of. I'm sure they were there for the Vegemite love. Oh I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Well, it's funny, you know. You just triggered a memory. We went to the uh, the reunion for the Toowoomba primary. And high school, I don't know what it was, the 20, 20, 30 year reunion the other week, uh, a couple of months ago. Yes. Remember those? And the one kid goes, You're the woman who used to sell me tiddly oggies at lunchtime. I said, That's mm. me, darling. What's your name? He said, My name's Paul. I said, Good on you, Paul. What are you up to now? And he, and he looked at me and I said, I, reckon, I remember your eyes, Paul. I can remember your eyes. Then he smiled. He had no teeth. He yes. said, I'm a, I'm a heroin addict. You got me. You're the one that got me hooked. <laughs> said, yeah. I mentioned two of my children are in jail. And that's why. They, they were big fans of the tiddlyoggies. Yeah, tiddlyoggies, yeah. It's a whole yes. generation that I, I really I affected heavily with my tiddlyoggies, and they won't forget it, let me tell you. Oh, good, yeah, good memories. I, mean, oh, I don't know. Your, I mean, your big thing has always been... Uh, sweets. Chocolate spiders and uh, chocolate crackles. I do the chocolate... Yeah. Sp- I'm, uh, yes, I've got a bit of a sweet tooth myself, Eden. I'll be the first to admit it. And, you know, it hasn't done any favours to my figure. Uh, they used to say I could have been a supermodel back in the day. They said she would have been a supermodel, but she ended up looking like a supercar. That's right. <laughs> 
and I put it down to this recipe. These are my uh, chocolate spiders. What you're going to need, Eden, and I'll I'll give you a step-by-step tip here because you are listening to our podcast. What you're going to need is some kofa. You're going to want to melt the kofa down, uh, one stick of kofa. You're going to get uh, some ramen noodles. You're going to crunch them up and pop them into another separate bowl. Keep them separate. You're going to want to get some cocoa, uh, a cup and a half of cocoa. Burnville cocoa, a Cadbury's Burnville cocoa is best. Real cocoa, yes, pop that in the cup. And then what I want you to do, Eden, is uh, turn the gas on on the oven. And just to make sure it's on, open the door of the oven. And I want you to get down on your hands and knees and stick your head in the oven, right down the very back of the oven. And I want you to sit there for two hours, Eden, until you asphyxiate and die, because you do not come for my recipes. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you are doing, Eden. You are part of the Indira Pilly Country Ladies Association branch. You are after my chocolate spider recipe, and I will not stand for mm-hmm. it, you, you bitch. Rat bag. I hope you asphyxiated. Die! You're a rat bag, and all of your members are rat bags too. And my little tip there, Eden, and I wish I wasn't, I wish, Edith, you hadn't broken the seal of trust here, because she was about to become Indira Pilly's biggest heroine dealer. Uh, anyway, Eden, I hope you've learnt your lesson. I hope the Sorry. police are listening to this. It's on your device. The police search your device, and they hear you talking about. Heroin, and you've searched heroin. Where do I buy heroin from on Google? I, Eden, we know exactly you can't give me that stupid uh, fake name, Eden. We know exactly what your name is, Carol. We know exactly who you are. Although, Carol uh, slash Eden, if you don't die from the heroin or the gas, of course, you could sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash grannybingo. Uh, of course, everyone is welcome to sign up to our Patreon. That's a little way of supporting the podcast if you are enjoying it. Uh, you can give us a few dollars a month. You'll get some rewards. You'll get an artwork from Caroline or a voicemail. You'll get access to our exclusive videos. And, uh, of course, you'll, you'll go to sleep at night knowing that you've supported us. Wouldn't that be lovely? If the heroin and the oven doesn't kill you, we'll bleed you dry financially. Should we do another agony grand? Yes, absolutely. Let's have a look. Here we go. Do you want me to read this one? You open it. Uh, This one comes to us from Scott in Canberra. Hello, Scott. Uh, Dear Edith and Maureen, uh, not you, Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) Suck on that. I have a problem, uh, an, an addiction problem, really. Oh, we were just talking about that, yes. I love statues, especially ones of uh, problematic historical figures. In ah. fact, I even allocated $3 million worth of government funds to erecting a statue of Captain Cook at the place where he first landed. $3 million. Three million. I've I've heard of this before. This problem before. Mm-hmm. My problem is uh, that I am seeing overseas a lot of people are tearing down this kind of statue, and oh. I'm wondering what I can do to keep my one safe. And as oh, I said, well. that's from Scotty in Canberra. Scotty in Canberra. That's I mean a terrific question when you spend that much money on a statue mm. of Captain Cook. You don't want it getting torn down by an angry mob. Mm, good question. I, how do you keep one safe? I don't even think a security guard would 
would be able to protect that. Do you have any any ideas, Ada? Well, it's an interesting question, Scott, and it's one that I am asked all the time. All the time. I go down to the shops and people will ask me this. You know, I'm down getting my pedicures. People are asking me this question. And the thing is, Scott, I know where you're coming from, love. Uh, I myself am a woman that loves a good statue. Uh, you know, Maureen will attest to this. Most people have little garden gnomes. I go out into my garden and there's tiny little statues of Sir Robert Peel and Queen Victoria and all uh, other sorts of colonizers. I love them. I can't <laughs> stop collecting them. <laughs> I cannot stop spending money on them quite like you. And so when people started tearing down these statues, uh, Scott, I started getting a little bit upset as well because they were things I was used to. I've always had them. Why should I get rid of them? You know, there's something that I'm attached to. My parents were attached to them and my parents' parents were attached to them. And then I thought, started thinking, Scott, mm -hmm. what if the statue was of someone that was a problem for me, instead of just a problem for someone else. Put it this way, Scott. Imagine if you'd ever done something really embarrassing, like, I don't know, let me... What would be really embarrassing? Oh, uh, something embarrassing. I, I Crap in your dacks in a McDonald's at Engadine or something like that. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Imagine imagine if you had once crapped your dacks at a McDonald's mm. in Engadine and uh, other people thought that that was a, a pretty good thing that that had happened and so uh, they decided to erect statues. Oh. All over the country, uh, of you with your your tracks, your tracky decks down, um, you know, in your, in your footy jumper, waiting for the the next available cubicle, full statue with the chocolate thick shake running down your legs, you know, uh, you wouldn't really like no. them, would you? And you you'd probably be pretty upset by them, and your family would probably be pretty upset by them, you know, and you'd probably say to people, "Do you mind if I tear this down because it actually upsets me?" And you'd be pretty annoyed if other people weren't listening. To it. When you start thinking about it that way, Scott, that perhaps other people have perspectives on these statues that you have no yeah. real care about, in fact, that you're rubbing in their faces, you might start realising that perhaps they're not that important after all. Love. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, you know. I, I remember once my uh, I had a terrible situation where my daughter, her husband and their children, so my grandchildren, uh, it was it was Christmas time, a little bit before Christmas, and they lived in the country. And there was a terrible fire at their house, uh, and they called me and they said, "Mum, the house is on fire. We don't know what to do. We, we might we need help. We need help." And as soon as she hung up the phone, I booked a holiday to Hawaii. You know, I love Hawaii, and. Uh, I went away, I came back from that holiday. She'd called me a few times saying, I can't believe you would have left me during this time. I came home, I thought, what's the big deal? You know, I got back and so this is exactly what you're talking about here, Edith, with the Engadine poo situation. I, I understand now, Scott, uh, maybe better than you do, love. So it is perspective. That's very important, Edith. I think that's very well said. And maybe the first reasonable bit of advice we've given on Agony Grands. The only breakfast show that starts before 4am. You're listening to Granny Bingo Wireless. Hello, it's Joyce Flange here again. Apparently, trying to organise an Old Lives Matter march is offensive and tone-deaf, at least according to my son's lawyer who's trying to get his fingers into my will. 
due to something called a backlash on social media, whatever the hell any of that means, he has advised me to make a public apology. So I would like to say that I am sorry. I'm sorry that you're all so horrible. I'm sorry for trying to draw attention to the fact that it's not easy being me. They tell me that I smell every time I go into that pharmacy. When do I get an apology? Huh? I mean, the supermarket doesn't even stock that brand of jam that I like anymore. What have they got against me? I don't me? know what I've done to deserve this treatment. You don't even know what discrimination is. The Australian government would like to advise that this is kind of what you sound like if you respond to Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter. Remember, it takes very little effort to not be a fuckwit. Black Lives Matter. Oh, well, we are nearly at the end of the episode, but we do have one more exciting thing, don't we? Ah, this is one of my favourites, and it's been a huge success. Uh, in season two of the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast, which is where you're at now, girlfriend. And um, and it's been a huge success, I think, because people like real people. They like hearing from real people. And this woman is as real and as ordinary as you can get. One of the most vanilla women vanilla. to ever have existed. The, the blandest woman you've ever heard of. This woman, her mother forgot that she existed yeah. uh, from the ages of 17 to 21. Her entire mm. family mm. forgot who she was. They moved house and left her behind. They completely forgot her. I don't know what I'd prefer, though, Edith. Would you prefer to be Beryl, belt buckle, or would you prefer to be Caroline? Because oh, that's a hard oh, question. That's would what would you rather? Would I rather everyone in the world hate me like mm-hmm. Caroline, or no one in the world acknowledge that I exist like Beryl? Mm-hmm. It, oh, that is hard. I don't know. Don't make me pick. It's but it's so far away from our reality. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. So, <laughs> no point playing hypothetical games. <laughs> of course, this segment is called Beryl's Budget Baking, and as we said last time, Beryl hasn't yet managed to complete one of her. Uh, recipes. She's had a few accidents. Last time there was a bit of a gas explosion in the kitchen, unfortunately. Beryl hasn't been on for a couple of weeks because she's been recovering in hospital, sadly. Turns out that the the gas explosion, the, the fire that was created in that, went back in through the gas pipes. And, uh, and into sort of her street, so where the gas runs underneath the street, and it turns out she blew up her whole street as well mm. through that. But she's thankfully the council's been around, Vic Roads have been there, and they've, they've rebuilt the uh, bitumen on the street, and her house is there, the kitchen is ready. She is ready for some budget baking tips. Although she has a dreadful gas bill. Gas bill was huge. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Beryl's budget baking. Let's see if she can finish a recipe this time. Good luck. Beryl's budget baking. Hello. Welcome back. Today's recipe is going to be for a lovely bread and butter pudding. It's a... It's, it's a delicious dessert and a, a, a good way to use up any any bread that might have gone stale and um and so what uh, oh I've got the, uh, the window open to hear the birds it's quite quite lovely now what you're going to do 
these butterbur sides of, of your bread. And um oh little, little duck and oh and you're right. Oh, the blood duck. There's a duck in the house. Then shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, 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 I hate to say it, love, but I believe that we are at the end of another episode. Oh, I hate it when it gets I to this know, point love. because, you know, I dread it in the leading up to it. I dread, I, you tell me we're going to do the podcast, I say, I hate the podcast. Get off me back. And then we do it and I have so much fun. And then you tell me it's finished and then I get sad again. Yes. I go, oh, get off me back, you know. Mm, it's a real roller coaster of emotions for it me. It must be so <laughs> hard for you. But regardless, love, unfortunately, it is the end of the episode. We've had such a fun time. Oh. Thank you to all of our wonderful guests that we've had on this evening. Of course, uh, Beryl from Beryl's Budget Baconing and our, our uh, writers for Agony Grands. Eden and Scott. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, you can get in touch with us and send us your own Agony Grands via our mm. social media. Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook or Granny Bingo on Instagram. And as we said, of course, this episode will be coming out on the 14th of June, but tomorrow is the 15th of June and we will be doing our regular bingo night that we used to do in Fitzroy mm. but we're going to be doing it online via Zoom it's the second time we've done it via Zoom we had so much fun last time we can't wait to do it again and the reviews were terrific the reviews were terrific we got a lot of good fa- well we got no complaints we got no so complaints that's, I, that, the way that's as good that's as right, a yeah. good review uh, tickets, of course, are limited, uh, so do jump on. If they haven't already sold out by the time this podcast goes to air, they may do very well between now and tomorrow evening. So jump on and grab one from our mm-hmm. social media. It's probably the easiest way to find the ticket link. Hey, Maureen, mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Hey, Caroline, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to shave your hair off tonight, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, what are we going to do next week, E.D.? We've got another podcast. We've got an absolutely packed episode next week, haven't we, Oh, it is jam-packed. I'm very excited to reveal to you what Dr. Harry really said to me at the 1996 Logie Awards. I'll be revealing my true identity. Spoiler alert, it's Jacinda Ardern. And I'll tell you what the Queen does to make herself look that much older. But until then, kiddies, here's Edith's thought of the week. Try not to be an arsehole. Hooroo! Ta-da, love, and make sure you pop a blanket on at night. It gets awfully cold at the moment. Everywhere we go, and that is why we are stuck with you, isn't it, you rancid yes. old whore? Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you know, Caroline, I wish you uh, went missing in the forest for three days. Oh, fuck. He's been found, so it's all right. <laughs>
Uh, anyway, anyway, sorry, I, I digress. 